there, listeners. This is the Spotlight on Grace podcast, where we're focusing on what's happening at Grace Church and how God's grace is making a difference in our lives. I'm your host, Burr Bolton, and Pastor Tanya's here. Howdy. She's here leading the way in this in this continued discussion of, of this idea of grace. I'm becoming and more and more dependent on God's grace the more we <laughs> do this. You, as you talk about His yes, grace. Yes. <laughs> well, just the moment you think you've arrived is the moment that you realize... That, that you have not, you know, I've, oh, I've realized yeah. that. That's right. <laughs> well, today we are moving on. We've talked about his seeking grace um, and his saving grace. Yes. And now we're moving on to this concept of his sanctifying grace. Right. And I keep saying his because we've talked about all along how grace is a person. It is. And Jesus. so it's, yes, it's, um, it, it's almost easier to understand when you think of it that way. I think that it's a person, it's a relationship. Um, but sanctifying grace. Now this will probably be the longest podcast that we talk about. I love your analogies. And I, and I said, I told Tanya before we started recording, this will be the longest one because it's the one that takes the longest. Because as, as we get into explaining what it is, you'll understand and that sanct- sanctification, living a sanctified life, takes your whole life. Pretty once, much, yes. Once you've received saving grace. Yes. And, yeah, so always growing. Always growing, always learning. Um, and and it's a, it is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful journey. Yes. And, and I'm glad that it's um, grace, again, is not a thing or an event, but mm-hmm. that ongoingness of grace is what keeps us. Yeah, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yes, let's not. <laughs> yes, it's hard. It's hard to talk about sanctifying grace and not include other means of grace. Yes. Yeah, it's that hard. We'll get to next week. All right. So, Tanya. Yes. You want to get started let's with do what, it. what is do it. this term sanctifying grace? I will say it. It's it's hard. One that's hard to explain. It can be. It can, yeah. It's yes. it's not hard to re, hard process because it's all God's grace it's right. all his work right. but it's it's hard to explain sometimes I think sometimes we try to overcomplicate it and I like things simple so we'll see how this goes well just the word is hard okay yes. sanctifying yes. grace <laughs> yes. it's you know it's a hard word okay well you know I just kind of want to start off by saying that I know in the Bible it says that this is God's will for you even your sanctification Mm-hmm. Um, and I wish I was as smart as Doc because these verses I'm thinking of that are not in my notes, I don't know all the references to. But the address, as he would say, the yeah, address. Maybe First Thessalonians, but don't don't fuss yeah. at me if that's not right. But I know that the Bible says that this is God's will for you, your sanctification. And so um, when we think about um, salvation, which was our last topic, we also call that initial sanctification. So when right. we are saved, when Jesus comes into our life and forgives our sins, uh, we call that initial sanctification uh, because we are completely saved, and yet we have begun this journey and this process of growing towards becoming more like Jesus. Right. So it's not, I'm saved, and that's the end. Right. Absolutely not. Yeah. There's, there's, a long what, way to go. there's more good to come. Absolutely. So initial sanctification is followed by spiritual growth in grace until a moment of full consecration and complete surrender on our part where God purifies and cleanses our heart. Um, and even from that point on, we continue to grow. So right. we're saved, initial sanctification. We need a Savior, mm-hmm. and we, we find Him. You Jesus. know, Jesus. Yeah, we right. need a Savior, and we got Him. That's right. And, and, and in salvation, a lot of times people will say, when we're saved, we get all of God. Uh-huh. But in sanctification, God gets all of us. Right. That's the point. At, we have a Savior, and now we're going to make Him Lord right. of our we're life. We're moving toward that. It doesn't always happen right away. Right. Um, 
but but we're but we're growing and there comes a point that as God speaks to us and his grace is continuing to work in our lives we come to the point that as he calls us we surrender mm-hmm. and consecrate and he um he purifies our heart and our our sinful nature so that not that we can't ever sin again but that desire to sin goes away we right. want to do things God's way uh, because before salvation, when we lived in our flesh right. and our selfishness, sure. and some theologians described the flesh as I living for myself, sure. and so as sinners, we're all we're all living in that. So when we become saved, when when God saves us, and we are this new creation, uh, we get a, a new spirit within us. The Holy mm-hmm. Spirit comes to live with us. The Spirit of Jesus has come and saved us and made us a new creation. But now, in a lot of ways. The war begins. I think right. sometimes people think, oh, I got saved and now it's going to be easy. No. That's right. when the war begins because then the life of Christ in me, um, which is the best way to live, right, has to convince the life of me in me uh-huh. that my way is not the best way, that my flesh should not rule. Right. Um, and so I have to come to that point of surrender to say, I want to do things God's way. Yes. And I, I think of it too, like, for me, and I would say most people would probably say this, in my life, um, while it, it could happen all at one point, I'm, it, I'm glad that it doesn't because I think if God listed out all the things I needed to change, I would be overwhelmed. Right. But he reveals them to me over time, and sometimes it's an easy decision. Yes, Lord, that that's yours. Yes. And sometimes I want to hold on to it, and it is a battle, and it is a struggle. Right. Um, but I learn as I let go, it, it does become a little easier to make him lord over that part of my life that's right and this nature that we're born with it's again it's not a thing just like grace is not a thing Mm -hmm. this nature is not a thing like a bad gallbladder you go and take out you know um but but we we change in our nature and so the goal is that as we grow in christ likeness eventually our our response to things becomes what how jesus would respond but that's going to come through a lot of time and more importantly we're going to talk about it in a few minutes practice yeah and cooperating with god's grace right. so i have the saying that I, and i hear other people saying too it's not just mine but i opened my mouth and my mama came out and you're like <laughs> how did where did that come from you know like i i went to correct my child and i said it in a way yes. that my mother had said it to me growing yeah. up um and so i think of like the sanctification process is i opened my mouth and jesus came wouldn't out. that be awesome yeah that's when but we get there that's what I, we're shooting right. for and so as you practice and right. as you do things it does become your natural response to right. respond as jesus would right and that that really does happen. Yes. Because we see it in the lives of other people. Hopefully it's happening in my own life. Right. Um, and it comes as we cooperate and participate in the things that God has for us. Mm-hmm. And as we look at the life of Jesus and know more about him and who he is through his word, uh, we cooperate with the active grace of God by reordering our lives around those activities disciplines and practices that were modeled by christ jesus so it's not some mystery of how do i become holy it's not a secret we have to find out about it we just look at the life of jesus in the word and we depend on the holy spirit to guide Mm -hmm. us toward those things right and he is forming us in the mind and and attitude of christ yeah 
And the good news is because it is a sanctifying grace, Mm -hmm. it's not dependent on us completely. Yeah, at all. Right. I mean, we do our part. Yes. 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 Right. We're actively participating, but we have someone helping us along Mm -hmm. that's perfectly capable. Right. And it started with him. And if we can just follow close to him. Uh, there's a book called in the dust of the rabbi and it's that whole concept you know in biblical days the disciples of the rabbi would want to be so close that the dust that the rabbi was stirring up on the road got on them right and so we can walk that close to jesus um, and there's there's lots of ways that he's given us to do that so i'm glad of that so salvation um, is important and then it leads us to sanctification as we're growing and we're trusting god more and more and um and it, it becomes that question of lordship. Who's going to be lord of our life? Who's going to be the boss of me? You know, and, and right. we talked about how um, in sin we say you're not the boss of me. Right. In sanctification, we're really getting to the place where we're like, Lord, just be the boss of me because right. that's the best way to live. Yes. And so Pastor Derek um, stopped by and he shared a little bit about what sanctifying grace has meant in his life. So let's listen into that right now. Yeah. The testimony that I have uh, of sanctifying grace in my life um, would be, you know, I'm coming out of, of situations that I've, I've kind of let, let you guys know of through sermons that I've done. You know, I was, I hit the low of lows in my life and, uh, and God kind of directed me back to him and let me know that, uh, you know, I need to be doing my prayer life, my devotional life. Uh, but, but the problem was I was still trying to be in control of the things that were going on around me and in my life. And so as I continued to grow in my relationship with God, I began to feel the Spirit pulling me to let go of things and to stop hanging on to things. Um, and just to give you an example, uh, one of the most powerful uh, sanctifying moments of my life was giving my life over to the calling to go into ministry. Uh, but I didn't want to do that. I wanted to, I was a hard worker. I, I've always done manual labor jobs. And and to, it was difficult for me to let go of the reality that God didn't want me to use my hands in this way anymore to, to make a good income and provide for my family, uh, to have my wife be the, the sole breadwinner of the family that it go, went against every fiber of what how I was raised and how I was brought up to go into a life of sacrifice and and to not create an income to watch my kids uh, you know five days a week these were all things that went against how I was brought up and how I was raised but when I finally gave in when I finally gave in to what God was calling me to do and to surrender my this aspect of life to him, the peace that came along with that sacri- the, that choice of sacrificing uh, my wants and my desires to God's was overwhelming. The love of God that came along with that, a newfound love of God, where you know I always viewed my love of God as being able to proclaim that Christ, I, I'm a Christian, I have Christ in my heart. That was my version of what the love of God was. I received a whole new idea of what the love of God was uh, through the way that I saw God work, working through my life and changing the way that I viewed other people or the way that I viewed what life on this earth really meant. Uh, it's not, It's not, you know, having a good paying job and working, you know, five days a week and, 
and being able to enjoy time with your family. It's those things as as, as an aspect of it, but uh, there's so much more to it. And I didn't really see those things until I began to surrender my life to God and to be sanctified with his love and with his peace and with his joy. And that's that's really where I saw um, the sanctifying work of God in my life. So I think that as we become aware of the fact that we can surrender things in our life to Christ that he is going to lead us and guide us and help us. And I know that so often in life we have things, sometimes it feels like the things that we resist against the most Mm -hmm. end up being the best for us. Um, You know, you resist against taking the time to exercise or when you do, you feel so much better. Right. Are you resist again? I want to keep all my money to myself. I don't want to put any in the savings account or I don't want to tithe. But when you, when you surrender to those practices, you realize, Hey, this really is a better way to live than when I just kept it all to myself. And so the same thing I think comes true in sanctification that God is leading us as we surrender those things to him that help us be more like Jesus, because we don't drift toward holiness. We don't accidentally become holy. Um, Just being at church or saying, I became a Christian 35 years ago doesn't automatically mean that we're a mature Christian. No, because you can can be a Christian and still be a person of the flesh. Yes. Um, And even Paul talks about that, Mm -hmm. about how um, we start out as infants, but the goal is to... um, to grow up and to become a mature Christian um, and not be infants in Christ anymore. Right. And part of that is the sanctification process yes. of growing up and maturing um, as we age and as time goes on, but mm-hmm. also as we participate and um, just become more like Christ. Right. Dr. Busick points out that we're either being conformed by the world on the outside, we're being mm-hmm. squeezed by the mold of the culture and the pressures of the day. And I think that's... Uh, feels stronger now than it ever has before i think it may not be true but it feels that way because of social media and the internet and all those things that we have access to so we're either being conformed by the world from the outside or we're being transformed by christ from the inside and so that's an important thing for us to do and to submit to his authority in our lives and we do that by pursuing holiness The Bible calls us to pursue holiness, and God has given us the means of grace, um, such as prayer and reading the Bible and fasting and receiving the Lord's Prayer and baptism and spending time with other Christians. And the Word calls us over and over again to things like working out our own salvation. Mm -hmm. And it says, as 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 far as it is possible, as much as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. God's Word calls us to equip ourselves and to build up our faith to run the race, to guard our heart. So it's not just, I got saved and now God's going to do all the work. Um, It's that he he has saved me and I submit myself to him and I work and move with him. Dr. Busick even points out, and I thought this was interesting, I'd never thought about this before. A lot of times we think about legalism, which is, you know, the checklist of following all the rules. Mm -hmm. Um, But he says that passivity is just as bad as legalism. Right. So either way, we really do have to live in the tension of um, what is right and what is righteousness, but for the right reasons and in the right ways. Yes, because that's where the Pharisees got it wrong. Yes. They were so focused 
on the legalistic part of following all the laws that they forgot the heart behind why right. they were doing what they right. were doing. Right. But faith without works is dead. Right. So, so we have yes. to be a part of what God is calling us to do. Now, one thing I did want to point out, because I thought it was interesting, Dr. Busick actually pointed this out in another chapter of the book, but um, I wanted to bring it up here. You know, we, we are called to read our Bibles regularly. Yes. And um, we have, at, our, at Grace Church, we participate with communion once a month. That's an ongoing thing that we do. Um, we want to be with other Christians. We should pray daily. But um, typically our church understands baptism as a one-time right. means of grace. Yes. Um, that we don't have to be baptized again, even if we've come to faith in Christ and we realize we've walked away, that baptism is an initiatory um, grace into the community of faith. So I think I thought that was really interesting. And he talks about it, the fact that um, baptism makes it crystal clear that the Christian life is a matter of being signed with the cross, of sharing in the cross and taking up the cross and following Jesus. And so baptism is not this thing that we do over and over and over again, right. like we do communion and prayer and scripture reading and solitude and fasting. It says, thus for Wesley, baptism marked the initiation of the life of holiness. While Wesley saw the other means of grace as necessarily repeated for the ongoing pursuit of holiness, so I think if we've been baptized, um, if we if we walk away, our goal is to just live back up to that promise that we made. Right. It because, doesn't mean you have to necessarily be baptized again. Right. Because God hasn't changed His plan for your life. Right. You know that that didn't change. Um, the church hasn't moved away. Right. From you, mm-hmm. um, so just live back into the promise of the promises you made at baptism. Right. I just thought that was an interesting thing. Um, so there are so many other gifts that we—I'm uh, sorry—gifts and graces that we participate in. Things like feeding the hungry and clothing the naked, entertaining the stranger, and visiting those who are in prison or sick. And I know that uh, for me, in doing those things, have been some of my most holy and sacred moments. Right. Um, is serving in those ways, and God uses those to grow us and to make us more like Jesus. Yep. And I love in the book too, he also mentions that we become a holy people and it's, you wouldn't be able to see it because you can't look at the page through this podcast, but he (laughs) says we become a holy people together and together is italicized. Yes. Um, And so that just um, reiterates to me the importance of community Mm -hmm. um, and how we, we disciple one another along this process of sanctification. Um, and a local church is a great place for that to happen. Um, and a lot of those means of grace happen, um, in the body of Christ through, through as we're here at church and as we're hearing his word and as we're participating in communion and all of those things. Um, a lot of that happens right here in the local church. Because if we're not together, who, who is there to hold accountable? Yeah. And who holds us accountable? Mm-hmm. Who do we encourage and who encourages us? Who do we pray for if we're not right. together with the body of Christ? All of those are so important. And then my favorite uh, thought of the church together, living life together and holiness is a, a saying that you've heard me say many times. And that is when someone is getting on your nerves, mm. you don't think this person is getting on my nerves. You think this person is sanctifying me. me. God is using this person to (laughs) sanctify me. And so that just reminds us again that we have to do it together because the whole purpose and goal of sanctification. And then just really quick before I finish that thought, because I'm so good at interrupting myself. um, The whole purpose of and goal of sanctification and in the church of the Nazarene, we would say entire sanctification. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people get afraid of that word entire sanctification. Oh, yes. oh, I've even heard pastors be like, the word is hard to explain. <laughs> yeah. That's where the confusing comes in because lots of churches 
talk about holiness and right. sanct- sanctification is all over the Bible. So um, when we talk about entire sanctification, that doesn't mean a completed work of God in us, like God has done this thing and he never needs to work in our lives again. Right. It doesn't mean that at all. Um, it simply means, in my words, in my understanding, that we are completely surrendered to him. Yes. And we've given him entire access to our lives to point out the things where we need to grow and we need to change and where we need to be transformed. But what I was initially saying was um, the ultimate goal of sanctification is that return to love. Yes. And the fact that God is love. And that's mm-hmm. how we see God. And we and we view things in that way. So entire sanctification, Dr. Busick says, is not the pinnacle of morality. It is the highest form of self-giving love. Mm-hmm. And so again, if what I'm striving for is relationship, right. healthy, whole, loving relationship with God and with others. That seems way more doable than trying to be perfect. Absolutely. And trying to get everything right. Yeah. And so that's where I, f- I find so much hope and joy and grace in our understanding of who God is and who he's calling us to be. Right. Yes. And even in those relationships, there's forgiveness when we mess it up. Yes. It's like, And that's the whole point of... That grace is a person because yeah. Jesus is forgiving and he'll help us along the way. And we stumbled a little, but he picks us back up right. and we get right back on the path mm-hmm. with him, you know. And keep walking and growing. Right. Absolutely. So, so good. It is good. It's good news. Mm-hmm. The world needs to hear it. It does. All right, listeners. I hope you learned a little bit about sanctifying grace. Keep tuning in. We've got a couple more concepts of grace to cover with you. Hope you know that God's grace is sufficient for you. Keep growing and learning and it'll sanctify you too.